What up, what up, what up? Ladies and gents, boys and girls, you are now tuned in to a brand new episode of Sportsway with Dre Day Podcast. I am your host with the most, the Hoods ESPN, Crystal Street's very own Dre Day. What's up, what's up, what's up? This is episode 310, episode 310 of Sportsway with Dre Day Podcast. I want to thank everybody for their continued support. Keep it going, keep it flowing. This episode here, NFL Talk. We are going to recap the games from week six. And we are going to give my, well, I am going to give my Offensive and Defensive Player of the Week awards. And then I'm also going to give my picks for this upcoming week and week number seven. In fact, how about this? I'm not even going to do the whole recap from these games. You know what I'm saying? What I do want to talk about is how impressed I am with the Detroit Lions. I'm very impressed with what I'm seeing from this Detroit Lions team. Reason being is because for all these years, they have been the laughing stock of the NFL. Let's just keep it, let's just keep it funky. Let's keep it all the way 100. The Detroit Lions have been the laughing stock of the NFL for many years. To the point where I mean, depending on who you ask, some may say Megatron, some may say this guy. The greatest player in the history of that franchise said, fuck it. I don't want to play no more. We keep losing. I'm retiring. That would be Barry Sanders, right? Blood, sweat, and tears for a lot of people, the greatest running back the NFL has ever seen. Said F and I don't want to play no more. Maybe if they would have been winning, maybe he might have still been playing. Well, maybe he might have still played instead of retiring so early. You get Megatron, who for attentive purposes is one of the greatest receivers that this game has ever played. He said, fuck it, I'm retiring. Instead of going to another team to try to win, the man just said, listen, I done gave my blood, sweat, and tears to this sport on this team. Fuck it. I don't want to play no well, so I'm going to just retire. And now we are looking at the Detroit Lions as a top team in the National Football League. Right now, they are 5-1. We're going on 12 years since the last time they did that. I think 2011 was the last year they did that. They started the season 5-1, and and they're doing that right now. I'm very much impressed. Very much impressed. Very much impressed with this Detroit Lions team. Right now, they are 5-1. and one. They are perfect on the road. They haven't lost on the road. We all remember the first game of the season where they, where they, where they beat the Chiefs in the upset. Now, you know, there's going to be some people out there that say, oh, they only won because Kelsey didn't play. That could be the truth, but at the end of the day, they still won the game. At the end of the day, they still won the game. This may be a shock to some people, but Jared Goff is in the MVP conversation this year. Now, will he win it? That I don't know. Will he win? I'm not sure. But with the numbers that he's putting up so far this season, he has 11 touchdowns to three inner exceptions those are his numbers now we all remember Jared Goff and what he did with the Rams well what he didn't do with the Rams is more like it now yeah he did get them to the Super Bowl that one year against New England and they lost and right after that what did they do they traded for Matthew Stafford and then his first year they won the Super Bowl. You now look at this Detroit. Now you look at this Detroit team. You got my you got Montgomery in the backfield, who's doing a who's who's doing good things. 
You have St. Brown as a receiver who's do, who, who's doing who's who's doing who's doing good things. I am very much impressed with this Lions team. I said before the season started that they will win this division. Let's see if they can keep it going. Their defense is good. I'm not going to say it's elite, but it's good. Jacobson, Jacobson caught a couple of interceptions in the secondary. I'm very impressed with this Lions team. I'm not even going to hold you. I'm not. And then that coach, Dan Campbell. Like, you look at some coaches, right? You have some of those coaches that they view as player coaches. Like, you got coaches that you'll... What's the saying that 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 they'll that you'll run through a that you'll run through a brick wall for, right? He's one of those coaches, and I picked that up on him when he first got the job. When he first got the job, I looked at him as a player's coach, because I don't know if it was his first year or his second year. Detroit was losing games, but they was fighting hard. It wasn't like oh. They was losing games and they was getting their ass smoked. Nah, they was fighting hard, but they were still losing. You understand what I'm saying? You get to last year where they was close to making the playoffs. Close. It took for, I think it was Seattle to, I, I think it took for Seattle to win their finale for Detroit to not make the playoffs. But they said, okay, yeah, we're not going to the playoffs. But guess what, Green Bay? Y'all not going either. They could have easily said, all right, we're lost, so we ain't got nothing to play for. All right, let's stake up the joint and let Green Bay make the playoffs. They said, oh, no, if we're not going, neither are y'all. And, of course, y'all are division rivals. Y'all been dogging us for all these years? Oh, fuck that. Y'all going to join us in Cancun. We ain't going to make it easy for y'all. But Dan Campbell, he's... He's an exceptional coach. I'm not going to throw the word great on him because he's far from that. But as far as being that player coach like a Mike Tomlin or a Rex Ryan when he used to coach the Jets, he is definitely one of those player coaches that players will, wouldn't mind running through a brick wall, a brick wall for. And, I, and again, I can't say it enough. I'm very impressed with this Lions team. Like, if you was to think of top five teams in the NFL right now, Detroit would be in that top five. Now, where you would put them, that remains to be seen. Me, personally, I think Detroit is in the top three. Me, personally, top three. I still believe San Francisco is the best team, even though they did lose to Cleveland. And it was by a field goal. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was by a field goal. So I'm not going to really hold that against them. It wasn't like they got their ass smoked like the Cowboys did. But, you know what I'm saying? They lost, like, like they, they, they lost the nail biter. So for me, I'm not going to really penalize them and not have them as the best team in the NFL, even though they lost a, uh, even though they lost a nail biter. They lost by two points. That kicker makes that field goal, game's over. The Niners win. So for me, I would still say they're the best team in the NFL. Then I would say probably the Dolphins. I would say the Dolphins is the second best team. Then I'll throw Detroit. Then I'll throw the Eagles. And then maybe I'll throw the Chiefs as the fifth team. Maybe I'll throw the Chiefs in as the fifth team. So that would be my top five, but but definitely Detroit is definitely in the top three. Definitely in the top three as best teams in the NFL. And I, and, and I hope they keep it going. Like, they got a tough one coming up this weekend against Baltimore. Like, for the, like for the most part, a lot of people is going to say this is going to be their real test this season right now. Because, again, they won their first game of the season, right? The outside world, in my honest opinion, doesn't respect it because Kelsey didn't play. That's just my opinion, right? Then you go to the second game of the season, right? 
They lose to the Seahawks. Then they play the Falcons. Nobody really takes the Falcons serious. Green Bay. You got to take them serious because they're division rivals. You got to take them serious. No matter what their record is, you got to take them serious. And then for me, in my honest opinion, and I said this before the season started, I think Detroit and Green Bay was the two teams that can come out of the NFC North and make the playoffs. Because I honestly think only one team is coming out of that division to make the playoffs. This is not going to be like the AFC North where you might mess around and get three teams in that division to make the playoffs. This is not like uh, the NFC South, where I mean the NFC West, where you may get three teams to make it out the play, to make it to the playoffs. And the NFC North, whoever wins that division, they will be the only team in that division to make the playoffs. And if the season and if the season ended today. Detroit will make Detroit will be that team. Right? They beat the Lions. I mean, they, I mean they beat the they beat the Panthers. Nobody respects the Panthers. Nobody. I think they're the only winless team in the league right now. Nobody respects them. Then last week they beat Tampa 20 to 6. I mean, do we really expect Tampa to really do something this year? I mean, shout out to my man Guru out in Tampa, but they might be the first or second best team in that division. And the same can be said for the NFC South. Whoever wins that division will be the only team in that division to make the playoffs. You understand what I'm saying? So, this is going to be the real test this weekend against Baltimore. It's a 1 o'clock game. It's in Baltimore. Now, again, they are undefeated this season, so... We're going to see what happens. We're going to see what happens. But again, I am impressed with what I'm seeing from this Detroit team. I'm not going to hold you. I'm very much impressed with what I'm seeing from them. So I'm just hoping that they can somehow keep this shit going. I'm hoping they can keep it going. But only, only time will tell. Only time will tell. Anthony Richardson, the rookie from the Indianapolis Colts, is going to have season-ending surgery to repair his throwing shoulder. And it was unfortunate. It's unfortunate. Uh, the fourth overall pick in this draft. I mean, I didn't really expect the coach to do anything this season anyway. I didn't have to make in the playoffs. So... But you still don't want to. You still don't want to hear about somebody getting hurt. You understand what I'm saying? Um, he injured it uh, the eighth of October, and it's unfortunate. You know what I'm saying? It's, 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 it's very much unfortunate because again, your your rookie campaign, and then you wind up having a season-ending surgery. The same thing happened to Joe Burrow and his rookie campaign. He got injured. And then, the and then the following year, came back and took his team to the Super Bowl. So I can't really say that, you know, like, we don't really have much to go off of on Richardson because he hasn't played that much. But I will say that I definitely wish him well. I definitely hope he has a well-successful surgery. And then when the rehab comes into play, I definitely hopes that he will be back and ready to go next season. So let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. And Dolphins news. Jalen Ramsey has returned to practice. He got hurt in training camp from a left Manikis in training camp. And for all intended purposes, they were saying that he might have been out for... First, they said he might be out for the season. Then they said that he'll be back uh, probably the second half of the season. It's looking like it's a good sign. Like, he's practicing. Like, it don't get no better than that. 
So we're gonna see what happens with Jalen Ramsey because this Dolphins team is this Dolphins team is very much impressive. Aside from the ass whooping that the Buffalo Bills gave them this year, you don't really have a blemish on the Dolphins uh, on the Dolphins resume. Uh, Tyreek Hill is putting up amazing numbers so far this season. To the point where you got some people out there saying that he might mess around and get 20 hundred receiving yards. 20 hundred receiving yards. Some have even said he might get over 20 hundred receiving yards with the way that he's going now. Now, if he was to do that, if he was to do that, because again, the single season record for receivers and receiving yards is Megatron. 1964. Nobody has ever cracked 2,000 receiving yards. And the way Tyreek Hill is going right now, he might be on the verge of that. Now, me personally, I think if he does it, I think he should win MVP. Just give it to him because that's a feat that no receiver has ever accomplished. And remember, we have had some great receivers in this league. Megatron. Remember, that's his record. But he didn't crack 2,000. Randy Moss has never had a 2,000 has never had a 2,000 receiving season. Jerry Rice has never had a 2,000 receiving season. T.O. has never had one. Odell has never had one. Julio Jones has never had one. The list goes on. So if Tyreek Hill can do that this season, if he can pull that off this season, I believe he should win MVP. But unfortunately, we all know that MVP is quarterback dominant. I think the last player that was a non-quarterback to win that MVP was Adrian Peterson. It's always a quarterback that gets that shit. Always. The playmaker, Michael Irvin, Larry Fitzgerald, they never, they never had that shit. So if Tyreek Hill could pull this off, I think he should win MVP. I truly think he should. But who knows? They might give the shit to Tua. Because they're going to look at his touchdown passes. They're going to look at his passing yards. So for all intended purposes, let's say he was to do it. He might win Offensive Player of the Year, but he won't win MVP because that shit would go to Tua. But back to Jalen Ramsey. This Dolphins team has looked very impressive this year. And if you can get him back without no restriction of him playing, this Dolphins team is going to be very, very scary come towards the end of the season. Because the season is still young. The, the season is still young. Who knows? They can go on a crazy losing streak and then be out of playoff contention. But the Dolphins have until November 7th to activate Jalen Ramsey to the 50-man roster, 53-man roster. Or he'll remain on injured reserve for the rest of the season. So only time will tell. But he's definitely out for this weekend against the Eagles. That's, that's for sure. So they're kind of they're kind of looking for him to come back after their bye after week ten. They're looking for him to come back then. So, you know, let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. But uh, <sighs> man, listen. I don't know what's going on with Deshaun Watson. But I can tell you right now, Cleveland is not too thrilled. They just paid this man 200 plus million last season. He was suspended the first 11 games of the season. Had an average season, to say the least. Average slash decent, 
But I will give him the benefit of the doubt because he didn't play a full season. We now fast forward to this year. And the season that he has had so far has been a letdown. It just has been. It has been a letdown. And Cleveland was one of those teams that people were looking at that could be a threat in the NFC North. There was three teams that people had their eye on this season in that division. That was the Bengals, that was the Ravens, and that was the Browns. And three games that he has played, 678 passing yards, four touchdowns and two interceptions. That's all he's had to show for it. That's all he had to show for it. It's not good. Especially with the money that they gave you. Not good. Not good at all. Not good at all. So, I don't know what this injury is. I do not know what this injury is. I don't know the sobriety of the injury. And they can't put a timeline on when he's coming back. He has a rotator cuff strain to his throwing shoulder. Especially if it's on your throwing shoulder. Not too good. Not too good. He says it's been very difficult throwing the ball to his full ability. I bet it is because it's your throwing hand. Well, your throwing arm. So for P.J. Walker, who has been filling in, okay, granted, you pulled the upset against the Niners. Since the Sean don't come back, since they have no timetable for when he'll come back, can Cleveland garner up some wins? Only time will tell. Only, can, can Cleveland garner up some wins until he comes back? Only time will tell. Only time to tell. We are going to find out. We are going to find out. Now. The Cowboys went to San Diego. Well, I'm about to say San Diego. They went to L.A., and beat the Chargers 20-17. to 17. Now, spoiler alert. In my episode where I made my picks, I said the Cowboys was going to win that game. I said they was. And I was right. Was it a nail-biter? They won by a field goal. If it wasn't for Michael Parsons and Stephon Gilmore... Showing up in that last possession against the Chargers. Who knows? Justin Herbert might have did some damage. But a key sack that Michael Parsons had. And then the next play, Justin Herbert throws an interception to Stephon Gilmore to end the game. The Cowboys are still in the lock of things in the NFC. Because if anything, this was a win that they desperately needed. You got blowed out the following weekend to the Niners. You had to win this game because next you got the Rams. That's not going to be easy. And then after that, you got the Eagles. That's definitely not going to be easy. So the game that they were supposed to win, they won because now they go into the bye. And then next week they can get ready for the Rams, because that's not going to be an easy game. 
That's not going to be an easy game. The Rams are looking very impressive right now. You know, do I think they're going to do some damage in the postseason if they get there? No, but they're still playing impressive to say the least. That will not be an easy game for the Cowboys. It just won't. So they definitely needed to win that game against the Chargers and they pulled it off. I mean, Dak did well. You know, you're going to have some people out there say, oh, he was supposed to do that. You're playing against one of the worst pass defenses in the league. You were supposed to do that. He didn't turn the ball over. That's what y'all been crucifying him for, right? He didn't turn the ball over. Now, he did get sacked five times, but, I mean, you stay in the pocket long enough as a quarterback, you're going to wind up getting sacked. I don't care who you are. C.D. Lamb had 117, 117 yards. I'll say this. If Cooper Rush was his quarterback, he might have gotten the end zone. I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know, man. But, uh, yeah, the Cowboys won 20 to 17. The Giants and the Bills. Listen, man. I honestly think, and this may sound crazy, I honestly think. That the Giants could have won this game. I honestly think they could have won this game. They could have won this game for a multitude of reasons. That possession before halftime. I don't know what the hell they was thinking. I don't know what they was thinking. I honestly don't know what the fuck they was thinking in that last possession before halftime. I honestly don't know. Even if you, okay, granted, even if you didn't get the touchdown, which clearly they didn't, you could have at least got three points. They ain't even get that shit. I don't know what the hell they was calling. I don't know what the coordinator called, but that was some boneheaded shit by the New York Giants. Brian Dabo had every reason to bark on them before halftime or before walking in the tunnel at halftime. He had Every right to bark on them. And then the fourth quarter, the final possession, I ain't going to lie. I'm going to be honest with you. That was definitely some pass interference shit in that end zone. That was definitely some pass interference shit. But, you know, when you're at home, you get that, you tend to get that home cooking. You tend to get that home cooking. And they definitely got it. They definitely got that home cooking and Ultra Park. Because that was definitely some pass interference. The Giants should have got a new set of downs. The Giants should have got a new set of downs. Because... That was pass interference. I'm sorry. That was pass interference. Darren Waller definitely was being interfered. Definitely. It's clear as day. Clear as day. Because, see, my thing is this. That first possession... That, that, that possession before halftime. Think about it like this. You had the ball at the one-yard line, right? Now, granted, I'm not sure if it was first down or some shit, but push, cover, shove, you got four possessions to make something happen, right? Clearly, you know you have no timeouts. Why run the ball? Because if you run the ball and you don't get it in there, the clock is going to continue to run. Throw some passes. If you don't like what you see, throw the shit out of bounds. Well, throw it 
in the end zone, but throw it in the end zone a la out of bounds. These fools want to run shit when they ain't got no timeout. I mean, sometimes I sit back and I say to myself, how did these like how did these coaches get these jobs? I say that shit to myself a lot sometimes. I'm like, yo, how the hell these coaches get these jobs sometimes? I don't be understanding that shit. I truly don't. Horrible game by Buffalo. The Giants could have won. Like, if the Giants had proper play calling, they might have pulled the upset. They might have pulled the upset. But, enough of that. Let's get to my offensive and defensive player of the week awards. I'm going to just give you a spoiler. My offensive and defensive player of the week is the NFC North Affair. So clearly, whoever won this award was from the NFC North. And with that being said, my offensive player of the week for week six Jared Goff. Jared Goff. I think in all my years of doing this, he's never won Offensive Player of the Week for me. Never. Well, this week he is. Not only did the Lions win 20-6 against Tampa, Jared Goff was 30 for 44 with 353 passing yards, two touchdowns, and no interceptions. Now again, the key to getting this award for me is you have to take care of the ball. See, if he would have had these numbers, see, had he had these numbers and just turned the ball over, let's say he threw one interception or he fumbled, you're disqualified. You can't make no mistake and get an award for me. No, no. It don't work that way. It don't work that way. So, yes, Jared Goff is my offensive player of the week for week number six. And now let's go to my defensive player of the week. Now, again, like I said, it's an NFC North affair. That means somebody from the NFC North has won. Now, on offense, a lion won. So now on defense, a Viking will win. And that will be Jordan Hicks of the Minnesota Vikings. He had a 42-yard fumble return for a touchdown. That helps. That definitely helps. Like, if you're on the defensive side of the ball and you scoop a fumble return and you take it to the house, that can help you win this award. If you get an interception and get a pick six, that helps you win this award. But not only did he do that, he had a fumble recovery, which was the 42-yard touchdown. He had 10 tackles and an interception. That right there will definitely help you get this award. Definitely. And there you go. So, yeah, there you have it. On offense, Jarrett Goff won my Offensive Player of the Week. And on defense, Jordan Hicks of the Minnesota Vikings won my Defensive Player of the Week award for Week 6. There you have it. And now it is time for my picks for Week Number seven. It is time for Dre Day's picks for week number seven. I was 10 and five with my picks this past weekend. Well, last weekend. I really thought the Falcons was going to do some shit at home, but they disappointed me. 
I really thought the Saints was going to win in Texas against Houston. I was wrong. See, the Bears and Vikings, I mean, that's a division rival. That shit can go either way. I just start with the emergence of Justin Fields prior to him getting hurt. I thought the, I thought the Bears was going to do some shit. And now with him being hurt, who knows? Again, the Niners got upset by Cleveland like, damn. And then the Eagles, the Eagles lose to the Jets like for real? Like the Listen. It was so bad. Like Zach Wilson didn't even have a great game and the Eagles still lost. You know what I'm saying? Like he didn't have a good game and these niggas still lost. This is just a testament to the Jets defense and how good their defense has been this season. And the Eagles lost to the damn Jets. But anyway, let's get to the picks for week number seven. Let's get to it, shall we? We got Thursday night football. We have the Saints. We have the Saints going up against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Mm. See, the Saints let me down last week. So I honestly don't know if I want to go with these fools this week. I honestly don't know. Trevor Lawrence got hurt last weekend. He says that he'll play. Mm. I'm going to go with the Saints. I'm going to go with the Saints. I mean, Trevor Lawrence. He's dealing with a sprained left knee right now. Primetime game. I'm going to go with the Saints. I'll go with the Saints. Next, we got the Browns and the Colts. I'm going to go with the Browns. Even if the Sean, well, there is no even if the Sean doesn't play. I doubt he's going to play, but I'm still going to go with Cleveland. Next, we got the Bills and the Patriots. I think the Patriots' woes continue. I truly think that their woes continue. I believe that they start this season, oh, well, one and six. I believe the Buffalo Bills will win this weekend in Foxborough. Next, we got the Commanders and the Giants. This is a division rivalry. Anything can go in this series. But I'm going with the Commanders. I'm going with the Commanders. Next, we got the Lions and the Ravens. Now, I was going to say that I hope that they show this game on TV. But then I realized the Giants play at 1-2. And they usually get their Fox games. But as I'm now looking at this schedule on ESPN, the list of games, the Giants actually play on CBS at 1 o'clock. And the Ravens and Lions play at 1 o'clock on Fox. Something tells me that this game 
will be a national televised game. And rightfully so, it should be. Rightfully so, it should be. But I'm going to go on a limb. Remember how earlier I said that this might be the test that the Lions, this might be their first real test for the season. Because again, they won their first game, but don't nobody really respect it because Kelsey didn't play. So for attentive purposes, people are not going to respect that win because they say the Chiefs wasn't fully healthy. For me, a win is a win. But I also believe that the Ravens will win this game. I believe that the Ravens will win this game. I have the Ravens beating the Lions. This takes nothing away from the Lions. They've had a good season, and I still think they'll win the division. But I don't think that they're going to... What's the Ravens stadium? What is it? M-E- M-E-T Stadium? That's the name of it? I don't think that they go to B-more and get the dub. I say the Baltimore Ravens hold court at home. Well, have home field advantage, and they get the win. Next, we got the Raiders and the Bears. Next, we got the Raiders and the Bears. I'm not sure if Justin Fields is going to play. He didn't practice on Wednesday. So I honestly don't know. What's going to happen with Justin Fields? But I do know this. Devontae Adams is not too happy in Vegas. If you listen to his interviews, you can just tell he's trying to get his way out of there. See, he thought he was going to be there to play with his college buddy, Derek Carr. But then Derek Carr winds up going to New Orleans. Now he has to deal with Jimmy Garoppolo. And we all know Jimmy Garoppolo ain't that dude. Seven touchdowns and eight interceptions is what he's done so far this season. Not impressive by any stretch of the imagination. I am going to go. I'm going with the Bears. I'm going to go with the Bears to get this win. Upset pick. In fact, nah, I'm going to go with the Raiders. I'm going to go with the Raiders. I say they defense. I say they defense holds court. Max Crosby and them boys. I say I, I say they defense holds court. So I'm going with the Raiders. I changed my pick. Next, we got the Falcons and the Buccaneers. I'm going to go with the Buccaneers. I say the Bucks hold court. And win at home. Next, we got the Steelers and the Rams. I'm going to go with the Rams. I know my cousin Super John going to be mad at me, but love you, cuz. But the Rams is playing very much impressive right now. I can't even. I can't even hold you. Next, we got the Cardinals and the Seahawks. I'm going with the Seahawks. I'm going with the Seahawks to get the dub. Next, we got the Packers and the Broncos. Mm. Mm. Ah, you know what? I know that I almost had the Bears as my upset pick, but you know what? For my cousin Will, who's a Broncos fan, this is going to be my upset pick. My upset pick. I'm going with the Broncos to beat the Packers. We got the Chiefs and the Chargers. I'm going with the Chiefs. 
Sunday Night Football, we got the Dolphins and the Eagles. Man, oh man, oh man. This one here is a tough one. This is a tough one. I'm not even going to hold you. This is a tough one. This is a real tough one. I can't even front. But I'm going to go with the Dolphins. I'm going to go with the Dolphins to beat the Eagles. I haven't been too impressed with the Eagles that much this season. I'm not even going to hold you. And then Monday Night Football, we got the Niners and the Vikings. I'm going with the Niners. So those are my picks. For this week. I got the Saints. I got the Browns. Got the Bills. Got the Commanders. Got the Ravens. Got the Raiders. Got the Bucks. Got the Rams. Got the Seahawks. Got the Broncos. Got the Chiefs. Got the Dolphins. Got the Niners. We got 13 games this upcoming week. Upcoming weekend. So those are my picks for this upcoming weekend in week seven. So thank y'all for your continued support. Keep it going, keep it flowing. But before I go, of course, would you rather? Would you rather? Would you rather? My question is, would you rather have your jaws wired shut for a month, okay? Have your jaw wired shut for a month, drinking only out of a straw or wear an eye patch for a year. Mm. I'm going to say that again. Have your jaws wired shut for a month, drinking only out of a straw. Or wear an eye patch for a year. Me personally, I'd rather have my jaw wired shut for a month and then drinking only out of a straw. Mm. It's only a month. That month gonna go quick. The way the, listen, the way times is now, these months are going fast, these days are going fast. Yeah, I'll go with that. Because to, to wear an eye patch for a year, a whole year, that's 300 plus days wearing a patch. I got to be able to see everything at its full capacity. You know, so listen, my heart goes to those people who are blind, who might be able to see out of one eye and probably can't see it all. My heart goes out to both, both of them. But I got to be able to see at its full capacity. So I'm going to go with to have my jaw wired shut for a month and only drink out of a straw. I'd rather do that. I'd rather do that. So that's the question. Would you rather? Would you rather have your jaws wired shut for a month, drink it only out of a straw, or wear an eye patch for a full year? That is the would you rather question for this episode. So once again, thank y'all for y'all continued support. Keep it going, keep it flowing. Y'all can find me on all streaming platforms where you can get your podcast, whether it's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, 
Podbean, Amazon Music, just to name a few. iTunes, if I didn't mention it already. You can find me on Sportsway with Dre Day Podcast on Instagram or on IG, Dre Day1985. The link is in the bio. You can find me on Facebook, Dre Day, or you can find me on X, Dre Day1985. And also, you can find me on YouTube. Yes, I am going to be doing videos. I will take a segment from a respected episode. Probably not this one, but probably a future episode. I will take a segment from that respected episode and do a and do a video and put it on my YouTube channel. Who knows? Sometimes I may do my weekly picks and do a video. Who knows? You you just might not never you just you just never know. But I do hope this though. I hope you go on YouTube, search the name Sportswear with Dre Day Podcast. And hit that subscribe button. Because your boy is going to start doing videos soon. So if you can do that. And get these subscribers up. I'm close to 100. I would gladly appreciate it. But again, thank y'all for y'all continued support. Keep it going. Keep it flowing. In closing, y'all know how this goes. This has been another episode of Sportsway with Dre Day Podcast. Once again, thank y'all for y'all support. Keep it going. Keep it flowing. Y'all be safe out there. God bless. Peace and love. Your boy is out of here. Peace. What up, what up, what up? It's your man, Dre Day, and I have a PSA announcement for y'all. Did y'all know that only 38% of African Americans were able to identify financial terms on the PFN Index, an annual financial survey? Why is that? Because we're never given the tools to succeed in the financial sector. Will with American Classic Agency has been designing financial maps for his clients to succeed for over a decade for clients on both coasts. With Will, you will be able to create a game plan to get out of debt and create the wealth that you and your family deserve. If you're interested please contact Will at willspady at gmail.com. That's W-I-L-L-S-P-A-D-Y at gmail.com or call him at 443-810-0384.